I'm Ryan Durbin from RD Ceramics, and I'm located in Southgate, Kentucky. And I'm Becca Otis from Five Lines Pottery in Monroe, Washington. And welcome to Wheel Talk. Oh, started. Okay. All right, we're started. We've started. Yes. Are we live? We're live. We're live. We are. Hi, Ryan. Hi. How was your day long today? Long time no see. Yes, long time. <laughs> My day was a uh, day back to work. It's Wednesday. We normally do a Monday thing. So I'm actually right after working. So I haven't quite gone to the studio or had much of a day yet. So um, I feel productive at work today, which is good. I feel like lately the last few weeks I've actually been in a little lull and not feeling like I get much work done and I get distracted and all the things and I get to lunchtime and I'm like, okay, I guess I got to eat now. And I'm like, okay, we've got like four hours or whatever. And then I'll just coat, and, like, the day's over like that. I don't know. It's just some days are like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm like hoping to get in the, the studio time. tonight. Do you? Yeah. You feel like the day flies by? Uh, yeah, or I just feel like I don't do anything during the day. Yeah. I feel like my days are getting shorter. I don't know. For some reason. <sighs> they should More be getting longer. Me. Yeah, I guess, I guess realistically with the time of the year it should be, right? But. Yeah. All right. So, how about you? You're actually in a different place today. I am. I am in my. I'm at my out-of-state best friend's house. I have to say out-of-state because my in-state best friend gets mad. (laughs) 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 Um, I'm at one of my friends from college. It's her, um, her house in San Pedro, California, and I drove down from Claycon West and then came and stayed with her, and then I'm actually. Going to the airport tonight, but flying out tomorrow at 6 a.m. Because uh, my friend is not an early morning riser, so we're going to do the how late. Far is, how far is San Pedro from the airport? Not far, but we have to do the late night drop-off. It, oh, okay. I'd have to get so there you're just like, going to stay overnight? Yeah, I'd have to get there at like 4 a.m. And nobody okay. wants that. Yeah, that's early. I'd rather stay up till 4 a.m. and just... Well, our flight out from uh, Claycon West, and we flew out of Las Vegas, and it technically left at like 2 a.m. Yeah, that's insane. So we got to the airport at about 11, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just planning. Hopefully, they'll get they'll let me through security, and then um, they should if it's the same day. And uh, then I can just park it out on a wall or something, go to sleep. Yeah, nice. But, uh, yeah, so today I've done literally nothing today. Well, no, I've edited a few things, and then I tried to get my taxes done. But Oh, I got my taxes done yesterday. Well, not those taxes. I tried to get my, like, uh, employee tax okay, so... stuff done, and then I'll do uh, my retail okay. stuff. But I can't, but for some reason, the my password that is saved for all of them that was the only thing that was keeping me going is not the right password, so I have to figure that out. Oh, no. Yeah. So, I got to figure that out. And, uh, you know, yeah, so that's that. Um, yeah. So, Ryan, tell them what we're going to talk about, and then I'm going to go stop that laundry machine. Okay, so we just got back from ClayCon West. Um, it is Wednesday, January 22nd. The conference ended on Sunday, and, you know, I got back home on Monday. So... We're going to talk about our experiences at ClayCon West. It was my first time there. It was Becca's first time there. It was only the second time that this conference has happened, P. 
period. So it's still pretty early on and it's kind of growing and kind of get going. But uh, we'll kind of share our experiences from that. Beck actually presented there and I was, uh, I was kind of the, I roomed with like he was five the cheerleader. other presenters. I was the cheerleader, the assistant, the, yeah. He was a lot of I help. Like, yeah. So, so that was fun. I basically uh, was kind of the helper for he was like he was like in the cool kids club without actually having to do any work of the cool kids club yeah i had a lot less stress than everyone else i bet (laughs) yeah so it was your uh it was both our first time there yeah and it was uh it was our it was our second conference i guess i mean i've been in sika twice before but that was my first time there and then that was you know, a lot different of a conference than like Nsika would be. Yeah, totally. Because it's so small. It was. It was super small. So there was about I don't know if you said this, but there was about two hundred people there. I think they had like two hundred and forty maybe was the total. I'm not sure. But um last year they only had a hundred. I think it went up to like hundred and twenty at from people like at the door and so it doubled from last year. And uh, it was quaint. It was like in four different rooms in the conference right. center. And then there was a room where everybody was selling their stuff. Like the presenters had tables that they could sell their pieces at. And then there was a presenter room for like the workshops, like the smaller workshops. And then the big room was for the um, the like main artists. And that was Cat Yeah, like Tran. the long, long-term long demos. Right. And who were the long-term demos? Kevin Kowalski, Jessica Putnam, Cat Tran, and her husband, which I forgot. Rit Robert. Robert Lawrence. Robert Lawrence. I just forgot his last name, <laughs> which happens <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> um, also, Kevin Kowalski found out that I mix up his name all the time this week, so that was fun. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> and... Uh, and then there was one more room. What was the other room? And then the last room was for vendors. And that was, there's a, let's see if, I'll, let me see if I can name them all. Uh, I won't be able to, but there was this texture lady. Um, I want to say Ardvark was there. Scut was there. Garrity Tools was there. Um, Klein Spray Glazes was there with Tom, uh, Tom Coleman. Uh, uh, Clayscapes was there. Mako was there. Shempo. Shempo. Shempo Nidek. Um, uh, Mako. Did you say Mako? Yep, Mako. And then... Georgie's. Georgie's. Uh, the tool... Did you say Brent Amico? Brent Yeah, I said that one. Um, and then Clay Planet was there. Right next to Clay Planet was... Um, Dolan, Dolan Tools. Dolan Tools. And then right next to her was like the texture rollers that Jessica Putnam uses. And then right next to her was, it was another clay person. If it was on the end, it was Georgie's. It was Georgie's. But anyways. Okay. There were a lot of vendors. There were probably 12 or so vendors. Yeah. 15 maybe. So it was a pretty big vendor group. And then overall, I guess the presenter sale, overall, how many, like 12 presenters total? Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't. It all the in all the presentations. So Becca mentioned like the smaller workshop room. Each of those presentations were an hour and a half. Yeah, and they were packed. Which was which was different than 
most like in Sika presentations or whatever that are like 30 minutes or 45 minutes and they're squeezing a ton of them in there. So those were hour and a half, you know, you got screens on both sides and actually I didn't even notice this, but there was no, there were no slideshows. So it was, there was no PowerPoint presentation. There was was no PowerPoint. It was all like, let's do this workshop. Yeah. It was all talking and showing process and like demonstrating technique um and stuff like that so there were i didn't realize that until after the fact but you know they had like ipad archon mounts holding ipads and stuff mm-hmm. archon like, um what is the word sponsored it yeah so they had like the mounts with ipads on them and then they were projecting to the screens in the room so people could actually see the details without having to be like right up on the stage yeah it was a good setup so, i feel like they i know that the the first day they had a bit of technical difficulties i don't know what from but they they weathered the storm better than they they could have they could have done a lot worse but i, yeah, feel, I thought it was great yeah i feel like they pulled through very gracefully we weren't there right at 8 a.m or at least i wasn't but um yeah the uh <laughs> and when we got there right at the beginning and and joe so joe bot and emily bot are the people that put it on they own the tilted kiln in st george utah and if you're in Utah, you should go buy your supplies from them. But um, they, I got there and they were like, they just looked like a train had run over them. <laughs> they looked so stressed. And Joe's like one of those people, he seems like super cool. And then I think that he like wears his stress on his sleeve and his, his wife's like, oh, we're fine. We'll figure it out. <laughs> and and uh, um, so like, I was like, do you guys have like, bags for the pieces and he's like uh no yeah so <laughs> like, when people buy yeah artist work me and andrew Becca went, was like do you have any way to pack and went and bought um we went and bought like bags at staples and then stole the paper from his shop <laughs> i was like yeah you know what and 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 in a conference that small I think that it's hard to do it by yourself. And so it was, it was good. And it it made me feel better that I could lend a helping hand, you know, and yeah, kind of, and everybody understood. It's not like people were all pissed off. Like it was just, it was like, whatever. It was cool. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And honestly, I didn't even go into the main exhibit or the main workshop hall. Which was like the biggest room that I don't know how many people would that hold. Probably. I want to say we had three hundred. Probably three hundred. Okay, so it was really big. It was a stage. It was elevated, maybe three feet or something, and then yeah, you know they they had the you know the dimmer room and it, they had lights on them in the front yeah. and stuff. So I didn't even go in there until the last hour and a half of the conference. Yeah. There was a lot to do. Yeah, but the main work workshops were really really good actually. They were kind of yeah. just like mellow and it was, it was cool. Cause it wasn't like, I mean, it was kind of like the ones from Enseco where they get, it's, it was pretty much the ones from Enseco where they get two people up there and they talk for, you know, so-and-so in hours. But the difference between that is that the ones in Enseco have like 500 people in them. And these ones had like 10 to 20 at a time and people would kind of rotate out. So it was very like low key and like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, you know, like yelling up to right. the front and. I thought you can that actually was cool. hear them, or they can hear you from the audience or whatever. Right. Like what your question is, and, and you could the walk up. Can hear you. Yeah, yeah. And, and you could walk up to the pieces and be like, 
Oh, what is this? <laughs> so, that was good. Um, the, let's see. Oh, we all brought stuff. I think Andrew Linderman brought the most stuff because he drove. But Yeah. Um, You're talking about for the presenter sale? Yeah, for the presenter sale. We all got a table, like an 8 by 3 table. And, um... Oh, Kyle. Okay. We didn't really say who the presenters were, the regular presenters. So, Kyle. Sure. Um, what's his last name? Mug, Mug, Guy, Guymond. Kyle Guymond. Guymond. Kevin Kowalski. Becca Otis. Ryan Reich. Victoria Palomar. I don't know how to say her last name very well. Do you know? You don't. N- no. She's not, got purple not, hair. Victoria Palomar. Not properly. I know. She's Swedish, so it's kind of hard. Um,. <laughs> and well mm-hmm. we're gonna have uh ryan's gonna find it online and he's gonna tell us. i got my list here <laughs> well victoria became one of our really good friends on this trip and it was awesome um but then andrew linderman um lisa and alex lapella and then uh gail i forgot i don't know gail's last name gail smith gail smith um and tom coleman was there too yeah denise mcelroy young and i think and uh sumi von dasau that was a very she was the very last one oh right you were already gone by then but yeah i was gone by then so i went through the tables that's the only way um denise didn't have a table of stuff what was her last name again denise denise mcelroy young okay say victoria's last name oh gosh you can find Victoria at, at Claytastic. Victoria, it looks like it's said. Just spell it. It's spelled Pam Lenyi. <laughs> Pam Lenyi, but that's not how you say it. Just spell it. <laughs> it's P-A-M-L-E-N-Y-I. Okay. Okay, see, clearly, Victoria, we apologize for butchering your name. But at, her Instagram is at Claytastic Victoria, I believe. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, we had like a really fun lineup of people and it was good. I, I hadn't met some of the people that were, uh, presenting and, and then me, Ryan, Victoria, Ryan, and Andrew, and then Ryan's wife all stayed in a house that we found on Airbnb and it was like, it looked like arrested development. It was like, (laughs) like a real life arrested development. You walked outside and there was nothing except for a tractor. (laughs) That was a tractor that was, that was building the, the development around us. Um, so that was great. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. The, um, did you mention Tom Coleman was the keynote speaker? Tom Coleman was the keynote speaker. That was really, I really liked his, speech like a lot i there was of course some things that i didn't agree with as i hope not every not everybody can agree with everybody that's the way the life works right but and he but what i do feel like is that he gave a speech that was extremely thought-provoking and i don't think that anybody left his talk without thinking am i doing this right <laughs> like yeah like you know he's it a, definitely prompted conversation when everyone exited the hall yeah he, um, I'm sorry. He he very much has opinions about certain things, which he should. He's 75, 
and he's been in this business since he was 20. I feel like you should have opinions by then. And, um, yeah. And he told us them, which was good. And, right. and I felt like it was really good. And, and he, you know, I think he was speaking to people that were trying to get into this and also people that were in it already saying like, you know, you need to be, think about this thing. Like you're responsible for what you're producing. Uh, that was the overall message. I feel like. Yeah. That's the most that I got out of it for sure. And the one, so the one thing that's a little different about this like schedule and the way that things flowed, everything was, everything fell from two o'clock on a Friday until five on a Sunday. Yeah. So basically the entire conference was over a weekend, which is not the same for, uh, in Sika. I don't know about other clay conferences, but you know, you can go to this thing over the weekend and it doesn't affect your, your work schedule. Like I was only, I only had to take a day and a half off because I got there on Thursday technically. But, right. you know, if you're on the West coast, like you could easily take like half a day off work and you could probably go to the entire conference and be back to work on Monday, which is good. Yeah. And for the, for the side business person, that's not doing this full time. <laughs> right. And there wasn't any workshops on Friday. So really you could go to Saturday and Sunday and not miss much. There was a pottery swap on friday night which was a lot of fun yeah there was the there was the kiln maintenance thing at the tilted kiln on oh you're right no there was but i didn't i didn't catch that but i you know what the the kiln maintenance with um with the lapellas i literally walked in and she said something and i was like what you're supposed to do that like she said that basically uh you're not supposed to lock your kiln lid and i had no idea that that was the case yeah, if you have a lock, you're not supposed to lock it because you need the kiln to kind of like move. And mm-hmm. I was in there for like two minutes and I, I learned that. And I was like, I already learned something from this workshop. <laughs> and I haven't even been here. <laughs> so that nice. was great. How did you sell? Oh, I sold well. I was the I was the $20 mug club member of the group. Which mm-hmm. I don't think anybody was surprised about. Um, so everything that I had was twenty dollars, twenty five dollars, and then I had a few forty five and sixty dollar items. Those were the ones that I've been working on recently that were kind of more, uh, more like painted and like took a little bit more time. And uh, so I sold all but three pieces. Sweet. I- I took, I can't remember, we counted it out. It was like 800, 800 bucks of pieces, I think, $800 about. Yeah, so I think it sounds right. And I think it was like 30 or 40 pieces, and maybe 30, and I sold all but three. So that was good. I actually, in my workshop, my workshop was Sunday, and I was like, please go buy my pieces because I don't want to take them home. I will not be taking them home. <laughs> I, yeah. I probably would have like broken them or like chucked them into the forest or the the desert or something did an instagram story there's a or like said it somewhere and put a little note with it yeah. that says free pottery free pottery <laughs> take it with you yeah so and then the the three that i did come home with i'm giving to jen so it works out um yeah so i was happy about that and what happened before when you were unpacking your pots that you said that you did not know was happening? 
Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I So we were like, we weren't unpacking. I was just putting my stuff on the table and, and we were counting out how much product I had. And, uh, we we're like, oh, it's like eight, like whatever, hundred dollars, six hundred dollars, and and Andrew Linderman's like, I hope you would, you you'd figured how much you needed to cover your costs for this before you came, and I was like, eh, and he's like, well, you're getting paid two hundred fifty dollars to be here, and then this and this and this, and I was like, what? We're getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Like, I I read. <laughs> I read the the sheet. I'm sure that I learned at some point that we were getting paid. Like, I read the sheet, but I completely forgot almost everything that was on that sheet. And so, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, that just goes to show you that I would have been there regardless. <laughs> yeah. So, you definitely paid for your, your trip, I would, would I, you say? I definitely did pay for my trip. Yeah. Yeah, and my employee to work my trip. So Nice. That works out. Yeah. I do want to say though, however, on a not super exciting note, but um so I'm sure that Kevin probably gets it a lot this a lot. I don't know about Ryan and Victoria as much. I'm sure that Victoria got it some, but I because a lot of people know me from the podcast but also um clay buddies there's and we've mentioned this before about Insika too but uh people tend to think that you they know you uh which is fine i've felt that way about people too um and a lot of people came up to me and was like hey like i want to hug you like i feel like i know you and that's totally fine um it is not fine to come up and hug somebody without telling them that you're gonna be like Without telling them. Who you are. Who you are. So um, that's something that I want to put out there. If you are somebody who's not in the public eye but is in love with somebody that is or, like, <laughs> or you know, is fascinated by somebody that is, it's totally fine to go up and introduce yourself to them. But do not come up and, like, hug them from the back or anything like that without acknowledging who you are and, like, kind of... Yeah, yeah, like touching someone. Yeah, like getting permission. Like making contact with people that you don't even, they don't even know who you are. I mean, you might know who they are, but. Yeah. yeah. So we had a few, one significant issue with that this weekend and a few others, but not really. Most people were totally fantastic. It's more just like awkward. It's it's like, we assume you knew who that was, but I don't know. Yeah, and, and introduce yourself. Like say who you are. Maybe some context with who you are, um, especially because I don't remember everybody that I meet. Um, so, uh, yeah. And you're going to see most of the people like around over the two days. It's not a big enough conference where you don't recognize faces day right. to day. You're going to see people like multiple times throughout the day. So Yeah. So if you, you know, if you don't present yourself well the first time, it might be kind of weird the second or third and like I said, I think all but maybe one person did this, and um, yeah, and it, it, yeah, and it was somebody of the opposite sex. So it's none of y'all, none of all you women that came. Yeah, up. you guys are all fine. Um, and I feel like I was saying this, like I think it's a familiarity and like an acceptance that because you're a female, that it's 
might be more like acceptable. acceptable. Like no one's gonna come up to me and just randomly hug me. Right. But I don't know. Maybe that's not. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's part of it. But I think that every single woman that, that came fine, up but... to me that hugged me was like, "Hi, I'm sorry. I have to give you a hug." And that is actually okay. Like that was fine with me. Like. But did they introduce themselves, or did they you introduce? They usually they introduce that? themselves during the hug, or, or like right after the hug, which is totally fine, completely fine, um, as long as I know as it's coming. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. But otherwise, I think that, you know, if uh, you have to remember that I am not, if I don't know who you are, that doesn't make me your friend. You know, like this particular person that had the issue, I had no idea who it was. Like, even at the end of the conference, I had no idea who it was. Yeah, I don't know that we knew what the name was. Yeah, we don't know what his name was. And um, I'm a 29-year-old woman, woman, and so, you know, it's, um, yeah. So if it's somebody of the opposite sex, especially somebody older, then it's a little bit different. So, yes. Yeah. Just be kind and be like, hi, I really love your podcast, or I really yeah. love watching you on Clay Buddies. I'm so-and-so. Nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and and I can't stress enough that it, most everybody did that well. But yeah, you know. I would say totally come up to me and Ensika and say like, "Hey." I mean, maybe don't like give me a hug, but say hey. Somebody and then body tag maybe. one. No, we'll see. But. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I totally. I was like, man, I never want to be famous. <laughs> How stressful would that be? That's crazy. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We ate at, like, the best Hawaiian place. We ate some really good food while we were out there, and it yeah, was all was so cheap. Good. Yeah, it was pretty reasonable. Yeah. I had a, I had the Big Bear Diner twice in one day. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. I guess that that's a chain, but the, uh, then we went to this yeah. Hawaiian barbecue place that was really good. So. Yeah. By the way, I think I know how to say Victoria's last name. I think it's Palmini is how you say it. Okay. Good. Victoria, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's Palmini. Yeah. Well, but but there's a little bit more of an accent to it. There's an accent over the E, so it's like yeah, something like that. But. Something like that. I believe her actually her last name isn't Swedish. So she's just from but, Sweden. But yeah, no, it was and, a lot of fun. I drove back. Um, I was the one that drove back from, uh, Utah to California and that's because I get really car sick. And so I was mentioning that to Victoria and she was like, you should tell Ryan that because he really doesn't want to drive. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I ended up driving the six hours back and that was fun. We had some good conversations on the way back. And then, Did you get in and out on the way back? No, we got Chipotle. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, it was in Barstow, so... I really liked Chipotle, and I knew it wasn't going to make me sick, and not that a lot of food doesn't make me sick, but, you know, like, when you know that there's, like, a, you know, it's a solid choice, I felt like Chipotle was a solid choice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I was sharing the stories throughout the conference, I I was documenting pretty good, and I think I sent all of you all some good shots from your presentations. Um People, some people were like asking me and DMing me like, "What? You can microwave raku? That's crazy." Mm-hmm. So 
I talked to Denise actually through DM. I think maybe I'll talk with her or we can talk with her about that on like a podcast or something. Yeah. People are super interested in like how the heck you can do that. I know. It was really cool, honestly, like how she was doing it. Yeah. It's, I've never done Raku, but um, if I was going to, I would do it on jewelry like she did it and in a microwave because that literally takes no effort. Yeah. You don't need a lot of of uh equipment and stuff for right. that it's very it's a lot more affordable it was funny because they like realized the day before the conference they're like wait we can't do this inside <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so they had to kind of like move her outside um like at last minute which i think it turned from what i hear it was great and it turned out fine um but yeah yeah Last minute adjustments. And then Victoria's talk about basically the poor man's lithograph. So cool. Was really cool, which is essentially like using a laser printer to create a wax resist stencil. Oh, yeah, a wax resist stencil. And then you would paint on a slip or whatever underglaze onto that paper. And then you would transfer that to clay, which is super cool. Yeah. It's kind of like the opposite of like screen printing right where you print you're kind of you're kind of painting in color into the negative and then transferring it so it was pretty sweet i was like whoa didn't know you could do that i know i um i was like this would be so much easier to do tests for for mugs like for mug clubs or anything like that because i've always had to do the um because i screen print and it'd be yeah, you create the instead screen, of like so. making the screen print, it'd be really nice to kind of test it on a piece of paper first. So I'm happy. I'm very happy that she told us about that. I never even knew about it. Yeah. So maybe we'll have Victoria on in the future as well. Oh yeah. To talk about that process. And she is like one of the most interesting people I think I've ever met just in general. She does props for a living. So yeah, she makes props. It's pretty cool. Yeah. What else about the conference? What do you? What would you say? Um, what would you say about St. George? I guess maybe. St. George is beautiful. Well, and you went up, and you kind of went up to Zion. Or no, yeah, it was Rachel good. went well, to I Zion, went to, and you yeah, went up I went on to hike. Snow Canyon. Yeah, we went to Snow Canyon on Friday morning. Mm-hmm. So we got there Thursday night and then Friday morning until about two or so. I was like, okay, I got some time. Like, let's leave and went to Snow Canyon and hiked for maybe like three hours or so. Pretty sweet. Um, yeah, the weather is great that time of year too. It it I thought it was gonna be colder actually, but it was like perfect. There's oh so gosh, much sunshine it that it makes it so much more bearable. Yeah, it was during beautiful. January. And you know what my you know what was actually one of my favorite parts about the weekend was how uh like i've been to conferences or i've been i've like shared airbnbs with people before and and stuff and and like inevitably nobody's like really on the same page like financially as far as like what food they want to get because you know you always go to that like grocery run i don't know about you but i've always gone to like a collective grocery run before you like start your weekend or whatever you're like, what do we get? And you're like, what do we get? And I feel like all of us just meshed so well together. Yeah. Um, and Andrew wasn't there yet, but he meshed regardless. And like, you know, 
I think each of us spent like I don't know how much you spent on food, but I spent like thirty bucks, maybe forty. It was probably something like that. Yeah, like thirty bucks. Like we all spent like thirty bucks, and that was like it. And we all ate lunch behind the conference center outside on the picnic tables. Yeah, and had peanut butter and jelly crew. Yeah, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and and like, and you know carrots and hummus, and and it was just it was nice to not have to to be the yeah it was nice to you know. To just be Not on the a, same page. Yeah, de- saving yourself one extra experience of being like, where are we going to go eat? Right. And then everyone's indecisive about where we go eat. And then it's like, I want to go somewhere cheap or I want to go somewhere close or yeah. I don't want to wait that long or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was good. Yeah, it's, it was definitely nice. And like Ryan made us breakfast sandwiches in the morning. and, and... Not me. What? Ryan Reich. I said not me. Ryan oh, Ryan Reich. Reich. R-R. R-squared. Our squared made us breakfast sandwiches in the morning <laughs> and like, you know, um, and he, he brought his fancy coffee up and, and it, and then we all had snackies on at the end of the day and stuff. It was nice. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. And then you all even got some studio time in like the whole first night and second night yeah. was like you all getting prepped for your, for your workshops. Yeah. Which was cool. Cause I don't know what else other people, other attendees are doing. <sighs> Yeah. In the evenings, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, we were there till like midnight, I think. Um, the night we actually did a podcast, uh, a round table podcast with Andrew, Ryan, Victoria, Denise, me, and Ryan. Yeah. Denise and Victoria were kind of doing their own things, but they did pipe in a few times. And um and that was fun. I'm just editing that right now, actually. Yeah. I think that'll probably be out before you hear this episode, but I don't know. We'll Should see. Be good. This episode's going to be easier to edit than that one because there was a oh, lot of... That's true. There was a lot of things we could not we'll see. add into it. But yeah, we'll see how it works. So yeah, I like yeah, it. Saint, and St. George was like, it was so small. Like if you're driving, if you're driving through town, you can get from one end of town to the other end of town and like pass through St. George in like 30 minutes in a vehicle. That's huge. So what? That's huge. That's not huge. You can get through my town in four minutes. Okay, sorry. In relation <laughs> like... to my city. In relation to my town. I don't know how how big it the... It felt kind of small. I don't know. Maybe because, well, there weren't like big interstates running through the city and like, um, like our Airbnb was, looked like it was a lot further, but it was like 10 minutes from there conference center so everything was pretty good i don't know how it would be getting around without a car though that might be a little tough i've heard it it, i don't think it was good there's no like buses it's not a bus friendly but we rented a car from las vegas and it was it was pretty good the Um, the population is eighty four thousand. so okay that's about four times the size of my town but it was i felt like it was definitely sprawled out there it was you know, especially in towns on the Midwest, West Coast, um, they have a lot more space to spread out. So Desert, yeah. Yeah, so they can, and so they do, um, which is fine. But, yeah. It felt small to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool, though. Like, the, uh, yeah, eating lunch, and you see the mountains in the distance, and the... Like in the morning when we went to the conference center on Saturday morning, I think there were like some hot air balloons going up yeah. in the field, which was really cool. There were like three of them. I was like, Rachel, you need to go out and see that. 
It was really pretty, for sure. So. I think I personally, and I have always felt this way, is that Utah is the most beautiful state in the country. It's got all of it. It's got the mountains. It's got the desert. It's got the the forest. It's got it's got like everything except for being right next to the ocean. Yeah, it was great. And then on the way back, yeah. so I told you we left at like two a.m. Yeah. So we left St. George and we were like, okay, we got to drive to Vegas, whatever. And then we got there, you know, okay, we got to get some dinner. And then Rachel, my wife, always likes to hit tiki bars like anywhere we go. There was no tiki bar in St. George, but we did have a fishbowl drink at the little like after party thing Mm -hmm. on Saturday night. So that was good. But we hit a tiki bar in Las Vegas, which was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Hit hit a a tiki bar that we hadn't gone to and, and then went to the airport and all good pretty sweet yeah i don't know there was nothing bad about there was nothing bad about this trip at all i don't think yeah yeah i think the i guess the only thing would be if you have to get a car it's a little weird to get to i mean do you have to either fly into the tiny airport st george right there's a drive it was like an hour from las vegas and we we drove to and from in the evening so i don't really know what that drive looks like during the day was it nice during the day you left during the daytime right yeah no it was oh my gosh it was beautiful like when we there was this one canyon that we went through and we're like whoa you know you're like literally driving through huge rocks that are just sliced in the middle and uh they're big red rocks with the lines in them and everything it was awesome i missed that yeah but it was only like 15 minutes and then it was dry it was like flat yeah but yeah it was really nice um i think i'll go back next year i want to try to probably present next year i don't know what topic um i'd present on but i don't know what what like improvements or things would you say it could use the the conference yeah or what would you like to see in it um I don't know. I think I'd like to see like a few shorter. Oh yes, sessions. I know what it. Okay, yeah, go on. Like some like some thirty or forty five minute sessions that were focused on certain things that you know maybe they're business related or just talking about a certain perspective on some topic. So maybe it's not. Maybe it's kind of like the people that are on stage but maybe they don't have to be doing it a technique or something or maybe it's just like you and i like throwing and we're doing something and yeah and talking about a certain topic and bouncing each ideas off but i think something like that could be cool instead of an hour and a half at a time right i don't know what do you what do you think yeah i was saying that i think it'd be really fun to have a business panel discussion or um or maybe like a panel discussion with different people in the field like like, for instance, Joe Bot, who puts on the program, is, like, has, he's, he took over the Tilted Kiln a couple years ago, and every year he's almost doubled his revenue. And um, it would be really cool to hear actual numbers from somebody like that, and then maybe somebody who's full-time potter, like, you know, like, just hitting it thousand pots, you know? Like somebody like Rebecca Graves, not somebody like me because I'm not, I don't think I'm qualified for that, but like somebody that actually sells pots and that's pretty much the only thing they do. And then a teacher, yeah. 
and then somebody like a teacher and then maybe somebody that's like a studio teacher you know where it's they don't have the paint a pot because joe has the paint a pot but they just have like students that they teach that they have like members you know um that would be cool what would you want from a teacher like talking about how to teach students that are learning clay whether it's in a university or high school or no i just think it would be cool to have like studio a studio setting no i think it'd be cool to have like a panel discussion with those four different types of people oh okay just the panel yeah part. and so like a high school teacher and then like a studio teacher would be cool and yeah. just to have like the four different perspectives because i think what i noticed that was that like you know kyle and kevin and ryan are uh are uh, they all kind of like connect and he had said this too and they all kind of like connect on this like high school teacher level and there's like kind of it's like kind of like an unwritten club I suppose but like they all go through the same like struggles and they all you know have to deal with the same like the same administration problems and all those things that you never would have ex- like I don't know anything about that you know that's something that they have to deal with on a daily basis and it would, it might be nice to hear like how they're what they're going through and and kind of like their experience with clay and and the struggles that they have on the educational side. Now, I do like the um I like the direction that Claycon West is going that seems to be a bit opposite of Ensica in the sense of it's not going towards education as much as it is going towards it's not going towards higher education as much as it is it is as it is going, hey, let's educate the public. You know? Does that make sense? Educate I'm thinking more like what type of presentations they're having. It seems like they're educating makers more like right. about technique and process than talking about the ethics of wood firing and the atmosphere yeah. and climate or something like that. Yeah, and, like, I mean, I remember last year we had a lot of, like, or at Enzika, we went into this one conference and both of us are like, or, well, you kind of knew, but I was like, what? This is all just about how to teach a high schooler, which is fine, <laughs> but, oh right you know, but it's, like, me as a professional potter going into there, I want to be able to gain something out of, out of uh, a conference, and, you know, like, they'll have to figure out in the future what their audience is and what they want to gear it towards. But I like where they were going, you know? Yeah. I like the direction they were going. I wonder how the, so the, the first day, so we, we mentioned the main demos. The first day is three hours, Jessica Putnam Phillips, Kevin Kowalski. And then the afternoon is three hours of Kat Tran and Robert Lawrence. Wait, did they spell it? Oh, it is Lawyer. It's Lawyer. I'm sorry. I thought it was Lawrence and they misspelled it on something I saw. Ah. So uh, so each of them did three hours and then the next day they swapped and Kat and Robert did the morning and Jessica and Kevin did the afternoon. Right. I was like, six hours of demos was a lot. I know. I almost wonder if they, I mean, like Ryan did his hour and a half demo and he like cooking show style did it. <laughs> Yeah, like, he, he didn't have enough time, even. He had to, like, speed it up. He was like, oh, I only have 30 yeah. minutes left. <laughs> so, like, I wonder what those main demos, if if they were able to have different people on each day and show, like, the best of on day one and then the best of on the day two. 
where they kind of save their their best stuff. I don't know how much how that would if that would yeah. be a lot more logistics to get people that could be on a stage for that long, but yeah. But also, I didn't go into those rooms as much throughout the conference. Right. No, they. I mean, they kept it going for like even. I know Cat was like, I. I hope I can get to the head. <laughs> she was like building a a sculpture, and she's like, Well, we'll see if we have enough time. Um. So. Yeah, because a lot of the process you're just waiting on like drying and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's kind of hard to make sure you get get to everything. Totally. I I was surprised. I didn't really plan out my workshop too much, and all of the all the guys knew that I was kind of like I was kind of stressing over the weekend just because and I don't know why, but um, I never done a workshop, so now if I ever do another one, I won't stress. But um, you know, it was like yeah, I was gonna ask you how your how you felt it went and I felt overall. It, I felt it went pretty good overall. I felt like the response was really good. I made a lady cry. Who? I don't know. She. Um, you almost made me cry at the end there. I know. So okay, so what happened in my demo was basically <laughs> I did the whole, like, here's how you throw fast and, like, you know, watch these things. And it was it was kind of like fast. I felt like it was fast-paced. Like, I felt like I was handing out information pretty quickly. But Yeah, that first hour flies, I feel like. Yeah, it flew. And, like, nobody had any questions. I was like, did I do a good job? Or did I do a bad job? <laughs> but um, but then we, somebody asked about the business. Like, they were like, and it was, I How found out. business work? Or can you talk about your business some? Yeah, and I found out later that it was a high school teacher. So, and so she videotaped the whole thing. But um, we went over. She did? Yeah, she did. We went over oh, the whole. Let me get that. Like, you know, the fact of me, like, I, a lot of people don't know this, but. Uh, I, my very first, uh, wholesale client was actually Starbucks. And then I, um, kind of went from there and, and then we were talking about like community and how like, you know, passion and, and like, and I would say that pottery is not necessarily my passion, but like having the community get involved and, and kind of like helping kids and, and like having a place that kids can go and, and have fun is, is really what makes it worth it. And, um, and then, like, I almost cried, and then Ryan almost cried, and and then this... I think I think the things that were with me was when you were talking about when you were initially jumping to to do it full time. Oh, you yeah. were talking about you know your experience with your office job and yeah, kind of you're like I got this order, but I gotta like you know I'm making crap pots, and they got this you know Starbucks is expecting this number of things, and yeah, you know you had that kind of come to. Come to Jesus Come to moment. Terms moment with your friend that was asking you about how much you had in your account and how yeah. much you need. Yeah, because she was like, "How much money do you have?" And I was like, six thousand dollars." She's like, "All right, you're gonna start doing full time pottery. Let's do it." And so then we did. And um, but yeah, and so I guess this lady came up to Emily, and Emily came up to me later, and she was like, "This lady came up to me, and she was saying how much she like really enjoyed your your talk and." And then she started crying, and then I started crying, and then, like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but I think that, I think the thing is, is that, um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but most people that, that are in a workshop setting that, you know, come in 
and and our like teaching and workshops like usually you would want the people to think that you're like the bee's knees you're like the cat's pajamas you're you're like right. the shit you're very you're like buttoned up and you've got this presentation yeah. prepped and you're you're yeah. totally prepared and you're totally and prepared you're just answering everything like perfect right and i think that the difference was that i came in and i was like you know i'm not the shit i'm like i'm a normal person i know this part and yeah. and i was very honest and very like real about where i've gone and and you know and and i was like you know what i don't make a ton of money i don't but i make enough money for me you know it's not like right. i'm i'm uh, making a hundred grand a year i'm not <laughs> you know but and i think that that was that was probably the best part for me is to be able to be like i am a i think it's hard going into those situations and like looking at these uh, fairly well-established potters and being like, I'm not as good as you, you know, and um, to go in and be like, I'm not that different, you know, and I live in an office. Yeah. Like, and you're, I think, and I think, it, I don't know if it's part of that or if it was earlier in the talk and you were like, you know, you're kind of feeling that when you were setting your pots out on the table and you're like looking at the other people in the room. Oh, yeah. Like who's selling stuff and you're like, you know, I make, I don't make fancy pots. I make basic whatever. bitch pots. That's what I'm, I've decided, Ryan, that I'm going to maybe, I shouldn't say this online, but I'm going to do it anyway, um, that I'm going to start a line of pottery that's called the BB, the, oh, it could be the B cubed, Best, Becca's basic bitch line, Becca's basic <laughs> bitch line, say that like four times fast, um, where all the pots are just regular cups or mugs or whatever, which they all are anyway, and they all have names on the bottom, <laughs> like female names so they're the basic bitch pod <laughs> like karen or something yes. like that on the bottom <laughs> like Susie and karen and 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 brenda <laughs> <laughs> uh, no offense if you're out there listening and you have one of those names <laughs> we like your name yeah. we'll, we'll say becca is a basic bitch name yeah but yeah yeah i i think um I think having more opportunities to tease out discussion like that at comp at the conference at any kind of setting like that, I think is, is beneficial for the audience. I mean, some people, some people might've been turned off from the like scattered brain that you, you have when you're up there and you're kind of going back and forth, but mm -hmm. I warned him. Like, I think the authenticity and the, the honesty is, I think people just crave that more nowadays anyways. Yeah. People want to see that With I, the amount of information coming at you every day through your phone or wherever. Yeah. Through media, like you want the authenticity and the the honesty from yeah. people. Ryan Reich was like, "You definitely like presented as yourself." He was like, "You were you you were you." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I guess I was." We had a few times that we all laughed because of really stupid things that happened. I brought um. Andrew Linderman on, and then you and Ryan on. Ryan, did you mess up the first pot? I did. It flopped. It flopped. Did but Andrew flop one too? He flopped the bowl when y'all were racing. Yeah, he, he flopped, flopped the bowl or or the vase or whatever. Yeah. So it was but fun. Yeah, that, we laughed that happens. a lot. We laughed a lot. Yeah. Just from like people coming up and and uh, I don't know me saying something stupid or whatever yeah I'd, i overall had a very good time and i would love to do that and i guess that uh, you know 
somebody at the very beginning was like, hey, would you come and do a, a workshop for us? And I was like, I mean, I guess. You haven't even seen this one. <laughs> like, you should probably make your decision after the workshop. But then she was like, and don't shortchange yourself. Make sure you're worth it. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> I think that means price yourself accordingly, I, I guess, know, but thankfully you're... she gave me an example of, of a price. But Oh, okay, cool. I, don't, I, mean, I actually I... got approached from somebody about a workshop, too, that's like more Instagram heavy, which yeah. is cool. So Same people, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, <clears throat> that was fun. The, was. In the... Uh, and the overall demographic of the attendees was definitely older than in Sika. I don't know what the yes. average age of the attendees was. I would say at least like, would you say like over 50? Yeah, we're talking like 45 probably... to 60 was the was the age range. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was great. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. They all were there for a purpose. They all kind of like, you know, they're, they're, intentionally i guess that was nice yeah so yeah i think all of the uh presenters were the youngest people some of the youngest people there yeah oh i have a weird funny story from this this past week so after i was done presenting uh um a lady came over to me and was like hey i'd really like to you to watch me throw you know, get some tips, and I was like, sweet, no problem, and then, um, she, like, left, <laughs> she disappeared, because I did, like, a race, and then I was like, yeah, we'll do it after this, and then she disappeared, and I was like, who was that, and then a lot of people were like, oh, it's, it's a, this is her name, her first name, and so then I went on to Clay Buddies, and I was like, does anybody know who this was, you know, and uh, somebody had gotten a picture of me, and then she happened to be right there, so, I asked, and nobody answered, but then I did some digging on Facebook, and it turns out, weirdly enough, that two of the people in our group are like, you know, Clay Buddies, or our Clay um, house group, two of them got her pots in the pot swap, and, yeah. um, and then I actually purchased a plate from her last year, because she lives in San, or she doesn't live in San Pedro, but she sells in San Pedro, on the weekends at this place called Crafted. And um, she's got like these really amazing uh, pieces. They're like rainbow, but like darker clay. It's really cool. And it's at a wall pottery, I think is her name. But um, I thought it was so funny. I was like messaging her and I was like, is it you who wanted help? By the way, I bought a plate from you last year. <laughs> and I use it on a regular basis. <laughs> but so that was fun. So did she reply? Was yeah, it, it was her. And she's in San pa San Pedro, or she sells in San Pedro. She sells in so San Pedro, like which is the exact where you're same. at right yeah, now. I was literally drinking beer yesterday, right next to the place that she sells. But it's on the weekends that she sells, so I won't be able to. Oh, uh, okay. Go in there, but like, yeah. Make a make a house call and yeah. show her. <laughs> I know. I was like, I can go and and help you, but um, it's closed. So yeah. So that's my fun thing for the day. Do we have anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Cool. Nothing else. It was fun overall. It was very I like the, the down. We had some downtime, you know, kind of sit around, and I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. Yeah. When I needed to kind of, like, chill out. Yeah, for sure. And it was overall cheaper. I don't know about the tickets for the conference. I think they're 160 or something like that. But 
We paid a hundred bucks for four days each to share a house. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the conference pass was 140 and I missed the early bird. So I want to say the early bird was like a hundred or something like that or 110 maybe. Okay. And I missed it. So. And yeah, it's pretty you good found, for two days. You found the house not on Airbnb. What did you find it on? Did you just Google it? Well, I actually found it on Airbnb because we thought we were going to have Andrew's um, pets with us. Yeah. So we had to filter by like places that allowed pets. And then I looked it up, blah, 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 saw the price. And then I searched because it was in a complex. I don't know why, but I searched other places that had that allowed pets just to get a comparable price. And I saw the identical photos of the same place. And I was like, oh. And it was like... It's $400 cheaper. A lot che- yeah, it was a lot cheaper. So I was like, uh, do you want to pay more or do you want to pay less to the group? And they were like, let's pay less. <laughs> and um, so the, do- the dog part ended up falling through because it would have been too much. And their dog restrictions were like... Weird. The weights were too... The, the dogs were going to weigh too much for their restrictions. And stuff, yeah. But... But it was good, and we split it up between six of us, and it was good. I don't know how the sleeping arrangements were upstairs, and if everything everybody was comfortable, but it seemed like there was enough bathrooms and yeah, there was enough bathrooms. Stuff. I think that Andrew and Ryan shared. They they snuggled. They were snuggle buddies, and then um, on it they had like a king bed or queen bed. A king bed, it, yeah. And uh, me and Victoria shared a room, and I was on this extremely high bed that was really hard to get on top of and then she slept on the bottom bunk of like this kid's bunk bed it was like it was a, like a three bunk bed <laughs> yeah, it was like a triple bunk bed and i was like you know i'll sleep down there and she's like no it's fine it's whatever and it was fine i think but yeah, yeah i slept really well yeah it was good so yeah that's pretty much it Yep, you're making me yawn now. Is it weird that yawning is contagious through a laptop? Yeah. You, <laughs> I mean, you could just watch videos of people doing it and it probably make you yawn. Huh. Weird. Okay, cool. Let's scoot. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, let us know if you have any questions about the conference or anything specific. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you want to follow me or Ryan, you can follow us on our Instagrams. My Instagram is Five Lines Pottery Studio. It's the number five. And his Instagram is at RD Ceramics. That's ours and Ryan D is in Durban Ceramics. And we would love for you to follow us, but we would also love it if you gave us a review on on whichever platform that you're listening on and if you tell your friends. We really enjoy doing this and we hope that we can do it some more and have some great conversations. Thanks.